All right. Look at that. Everybody's in the room, in the house, in the space. The space where time and matter is no matter. <laughs> right. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is JavaScript Jam Live. Yep. We do this every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we talk about all kinds of things having to do with, obviously, JavaScript, uh, web development, performance, say anything, really. Just fun stuff. Uh, but, yeah, just saying this, if, if you're uh, a beginner or advanced developer, it doesn't matter, or inspiring, uh, we want to hear from everybody. So feel free to hit the request button, come on up, join us, and make a comment, question, fact, opinion. We'd love to have you. In fact, it just brings uh, that much more value to the show. Uh, not necessarily to the show, but, well, yes, of course, but really to the audience, right, and everybody involved. It just creates some great authentic conversations. And that's what we love to have here. So feel free to do that. If you're listening to the recording, thank you so much for listening to the recording. Be sure to listen all the way through because we always have some amazing things and usually it gets pretty, pretty uh, good and going strong there near the end as well. So don't want to miss out on any cool things. So what are we doing here on this one? Let's see. We'll make some introductions, and then um, after that, we'll jump into things. But uh, we're going to be talking uh, the title here. I'll change it up here in a second. But micro front ends and also front end testing uh, with Danielle and Mark. Um, and they're actually going to be speaking at Magnolia JS Conference. Super excited for that. I don't know if you all have heard of this conference before. I'm sure many of you have, but those of you who haven't, it's quite the conference. I've heard many great things about it. In fact, um, as you guys know, we have done some things with these conferences in the past, and they are conferences that we like, uh, want to go to, or have gone to, um, and know the organizers typically. And we just really love to you know, not have any kind of uh, monetary thing out of it, but just collaborate together to spread the word about these events um, and just have a good time uh, going back and forth and chatting with the speakers from the event and things like that. So super excited that we get to do that with Magnolia JS. Super cool. Very awesome. This year, it will be October 17th through the 18th, and this is located in Jackson, Mississippi, and the organizers of this, it's run by Kayla and Richard Sween, uh, and they're awesome, and uh, I don't know if you've ever spoken with them, but they are some really cool people, and they definitely know how to throw a great conference. So if you want to get in on this, make sure to be a part of this software development conference in Jackson, Mississippi. And don't miss out. It's, it's not a flyover state, folks. I promise you. There's some really cool things going on there. Kayla can talk all about that. 
All right. So with that being said, uh, my name is Scott Steinlogging. I am the technical community manager at Edgeo and co-host of this here JavaScript Jam. Anthony. My name is Anthony Campolo. I'm a developer advocate at Edgeo. Awesome. Mark or Danielle or whoever would like to go first, it doesn't matter. Perfect. Go ahead, Danielle. Ah, okay. Um, hi, my name is Danielle, um, and I am a gene distributed systems engineer uh, at Rotational Labs. Awesome. Mark? Yep, and I am Mark. I am a senior engineer at Cypress.io, uh, working mostly on component testing. Super exciting. Thank you so much for joining us, both of you today. We're going to have some fun conversation and um, really looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say. With that, Anthony, you want to kick it off, man? Or, or, or I don't know, Kayla, are you behind the, the pumpkin there? Do you want to yeah, say anything? If you have someone behind the great pumpkin, we should have them introduce themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Please. <laughs> sure, I can introduce myself. Yeah, I'm Kayla Swain, and I am the organizer for Magnolia Nice. Super excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'd be curious to hear uh, just a little bit about like how did the conference start? Oh, I guess that one would be directed at me. Uh, so the conference was actually started by uh, JC Hyatt in 2019. Um, as far as I remember, it was mostly just, you know, trying to start a conference in Mississippi because as far as I know, we're the only developer conference. Um, so yeah, just trying to bring awareness to the area, awareness to Mississippi, that there are actually software developers here um, and kind of bring all that like networking and kind of stuff to Jackson for the local developers here. Awesome. And how many years has it been going now for? This will be our fifth year. That's really sweet. That's super impressive. So I'm happy that you survived through the dark times and have made it out the other end. Um, do you feel like it's coming back as strong as ever? Do you feel like it's still going to take a couple of years to kind of get back to where we were pre-pandemic? Uh, I think it's probably going to take a couple of years. Um, just from my experience, I feel like people are still a little bit hesitant. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure at some point in the next couple of years, it'll go back to yeah, I've gotten that same sense from other conference organizers. Like that's a that's a pretty honest answer, and I think it's you know it's okay. Like if as long as it's something that's providing people value, I think the people who are there will really get a lot out of it. And hopefully, as travel continues to come back, more and more people will feel comfortable going to these types of events. And then honestly, it's like you're probably going to be in a place soon where things are back to where they were, but you have less competitors. That's what it seems like. I know that, um, I know like this year's a few other conferences, like kind of last year. Um, and I don't really view any other conferences as competitors for us. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not the, it's not a perfect like, word, but it's like as someone going to conferences, yeah. there's a finite amount that you can go to. It, exactly. Um, and yeah, I always like, I always just try to push how special Magnolia is because I know it's hard to get people to come to Jackson, Mississippi, because it's not really a destination <laughs> spot, you know? Um, so yeah, just trying to, I guess, we're really pushing the fact that we're really a community-driven conference. We're not trying to be anything huge or anything like that, just really focusing on that community aspect. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And, you know, as I was saying, you can only go to so many conferences. When you're at a conference, you can only meet so many people. 
So I think when you go to these, like, you know, AWS and reinvent 50,000 people, it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> That's really overwhelming and obnoxious, and I don't like big crowds. Yeah, it's definitely overwhelming. I've heard so many people say how crazy it is. <laughs> yeah, I love, like... Yeah, definitely not... Go ahead. Not us. <laughs> we could have, like, max 200 people in our venue this year, so... Uh, much, much uh, smaller conference than a lot of the other ones out yeah, there. I, I love like the sub, sub 500, I'd say. It's just from my experience. I think that's, that's a good number. Just kind of rolls off pretty good. Awesome. Cool. So um, let's get uh, the speakers in here. So um, Danielle, you want to talk a little bit about what your talk is going to be on and why you picked it? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm going to talk about, uh, well, the title of my talk is uh, to micro front end or not to micro front end. Um, and then it's going to talk about like, you know, five reasons um, that teams should, you know, think about or discuss to help them decide whether or not this will be the right approach for them moving forward. And, um, you know, my first week at Rotational Labs, we started reading Building Event-Driven Microservices. And I was just like, okay, I, I don't even understand half of this book. <laughs> but as we kind of got more into it, um, I just kept asking myself, like, okay, what about the front end? And one of my colleagues actually has worked with micro front ends a little bit, and he talked about it. And I was like, okay, this is pretty interesting. Um, because I was kind of like, you know, like, is this a good idea? Is it a bad, you know, kind of like, is this like a good approach? And so I was kind of like, you know, just did a little bit more research into it. And I kind of discovered that it seems like micro front ends is definitely one of these topics that's kind of getting a little bit more and more um, traction where, you know, people are trying to decide, you know, is this right for our team or not? Yeah, it's something that I've been hearing about for many, many years. I'll be curious, is your talk going to get into maybe like frameworks that are better suited for micro fronts or is it kind of more about the concept of micro front ends? Oh no, that's a really good question. So I don't really talk too much about frameworks, talk a little bit more about, you know, um, like, you know, which approach, for example, um, we have, sorry, I'm just trying to think for a second, like, you know, exactly like how you want to do your micro front end. Like if you want to have like what pack and how they use module federation like is that a good idea that's the way approach you want to take and another thing i even kind of talk a little bit about is like even though the idea is that you're kind of don't want to share you don't really want to have like you know too much sharing of information between your multiple front ends but when you have to do that exactly how will you interesting yeah and the reason why i asked that specifically is because i feel like so i was following this conversation pre-astro and then when Astro came out, it seemed like a total game changer for micro front ends. And they never really pitched it that way. They never really wanted to say, like, Astro is a tool for micro front ends. But honestly, if you wanted to do micro front ends, Astro figures, like, you'd never have to touch Webpack. You'd never have to touch anything. You'd never have to figure out how to transpile JSX and Vue and Svelte. It does all that for you. Yeah, I know. I've seen kind of, like, people talking about, like, single spa. But I haven't, you know, really gone too much down the um, track of, like, Astro. But now you've actually given me something to look more into after we get off. And even, like, they even have solutions now for, like, sharing state between them, which is what you're talking about, what happens when they have mm -hmm. to reach out to each other. So, yeah, I definitely recommend taking a, a look at that. But do you want to get into more about, like, what your talk is actually about? Yeah, sure. And so... Um... You know, so it's just kind of like, you know, just kind of give like these five, it's a little broad, I will say, but kind of like just five things that teams can think about, you know, um, as I mentioned, you know, module federations that kind of like 
you know, like the ins and outs of it a little bit. Um, you know, is this kind of what you want to do? Is this, you know, what you want to take? Um, talking about, you know, the sharing of the state, you know, if, if that's, you know, something that you want to do is like, how will you do that? What are some ideas that you can use? Um, one thing that um, I kind of talk a little bit about, uh, not too much, but I kind of hint at a little bit is about like using an event bus, for example, because, you know, that could be an option as well. It may be something that some teens maybe not think about as much. And and so, you know, those are a couple of things I kind of get into, but then also giving a bit of an overview of what a micro friend is, a friend in is because there are, you know, Although it's one of those things that has been talked about quite a bit for a few years, there are still some people who, some developers who still aren't quite sure of what it is and exactly um, how it could be used. Totally. And do you want to get into maybe what would be an uh, example use case of someone is saying, like, I'm not really sure if I need microfriend or not, like will be a kind of litmus test or just like example. So sort of like, okay, this is an app that would, that would definitely benefit from it. Okay, yes. You know, my um, team, we actually were talking about this a little bit um, after I kind of brought it up because, you know, we have this, um, one of our apps that we've worked on for a client, you know, we have like an admin site, we have the user UI, and then we have, uh, we have like a bridge kind of like in between there, but we all have, but we have this all inside of one repo. And it was one of those things where it's like, eh, we probably don't really need this to be you know, have this split up into multiple um, repositories. But at the same time, it was like, wait, maybe we should going forward. And so that's just one of those things we've kind of like talked about a little bit, like exactly how do we want to um, approach, you know, if we were to do this again, what approach would we take? You know, would we use the microfront in architecture? Awesome. Very cool. And if you both, for both speakers, if you have links at all or things you want to share related to the talk, you can do that on the, the bottom right. You can kind of leave comments and then we can pin those up to the top. And I was actually about to pin the Magnolia JS actual website to the top. Um, Mark, did you want to talk a little bit about what your talk is going to be? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm going to do a talk that's called The Testing Sea Monster, A Whale of a Tale About Front-End Testing. And this is um, a pretty new talk for me. I've done it a couple of times now. And it's sort of a children's story format introducing kind of web, front-end, website testing concepts. Um, and it, it, it arose really after I got like interested in testing years ago and was faced with this really overwhelming amount of terms and options and situations and I work at Cypress now, and we make a, a test runner that can do end-to-end -end, end -end tests, component tests, API tests, various organizations of those tests. So I've been thinking a lot about how to, I don't know, engage with this complicated subject of testing in a way that um, isn't just a wall of different ideas that all seem to matter a, a bunch all at once to everybody. So this story format follows like a little ship trying to deliver some software and the ship encounters a sea monster and the sea monster is like complaining about the way they're making their software and the risks of this and that. So we, we use each different type of testing as a way to avoid falling into this problem or that problem. And then at the end, we sort of sum up by thinking about, you know, how do we pull these things together so that we have a realistic approach to testing strategy, not just, okay, do every unit test and every component test, every API test, and write every end-to-end -end test that you can so you're fully covered. 
in real life, we have to sort of make choices based on what we need and what we have the ability to do with our time. And so we spend the, the kind of second half of the talk and really the end of the talk looking at um, the kind of trade-offs that come with writing tests in the front end. And along the way, I get to embarrass some fellow speakers who uh, usually agree to join me and do the voices from the story. So it takes three people to do all these voices while we're going through the slides and we have a pretty good time. I love that. That's super creative. And that's such a, it's such a dry topic that like writing a whole narrative makes a ton of sense and I'm sure makes it much more engaging. And it sounds like you kind of covered it, but what I would be curious is like, you said you don't want to like have to have them write every single type of test possible, but even like, what are the, the types of tests that are important? I heard you say like unit tests, integration tests, end to end tests. Are those kind of like the main ones you think about? Um, so, so, Yes, in terms of like maybe the, the traditional testing pyramid type uh, concept. And this is really, yeah, intended to kind of deal with the testing pyramid or the like Ken C. Dodds testing trophy where you have um, maybe a slightly different structure and you include like static types as a part of your approach to testing. So if you're using TypeScript, you won't even be able to compile your app if you're making certain things you know, certain mistakes that would potentially get to production in a plain JavaScript application. Um, so those types of testing and then like definitely API testing, like hitting an API and just confirming when you give it certain data payloads, does it respond in a certain predictable way? Um, doing that directly without going through like the interface of a website can save a bunch of time and be really valuable towards like avoiding the repetition of the bulk of an end-to-end -end test just to actually check did the API respond in a certain way and give me a certain value in the front end. Um, so those are the types of testing. And to me, it really becomes complex when you mix them all together and you have confusion about what is covered where and what value you're getting from each type of test. And maybe each developer approaches it a little bit differently. Um, and it starts to feel very nested because I think it's actually easier to overtest if you don't have to think about the, the, the choices and trade-offs you're making with your tests. Um, you know, you can just stop when you've tested everything, but that would take you so long that it's really impractical to do. So people definitely have to make trade-offs based on like what each type of testing gives you. Does it give you more confidence or a faster development experience? when should we stub stuff and how can we validate? Like one of the ideas I explore is how can we validate if we are stubbing the network in a test? So it always and a stub is a mock, thing. right? That's basically the same thing. Yeah. The idea is like, instead of having a test that hits your real website and loads the real data from the real server, we can speed up the test by having like fake data come back immediately and test various scenarios but when you do that, you introduce a risk where you no longer have a true end-to-end -end test and like the API might change in a way that breaks your front end. So can we use like contract tests to validate our mocks so that we know if our mocks are stale and then we know we have to fix our other front end tests. Um, and certainly it sounds a little bit dry when you lay it all out sort of in a very technical sequence like this of just the steps but what I think what I'm trying to do is get it to click for people who are listening to this who are maybe new to testing and all of these ideas only make sense when you're faced with a particular problem in your development life cycle where that type of testing 
helps you avoid making a mistake or helps you have more confidence in your applications, like functionality. So you can sleep a little easier when you've merged stuff, things like that. Yeah, definitely. It's like, I feel like almost every testing talk kind of has to justify its own existence. <laughs> like the beginning is some people just aren't even sold on the idea of tests, but once you are, then, you know, you're like, okay, now you've learned all this stuff about tests. Cause I know tests are important, but like, how do I do it? And uh, like, you kind of cover both of those angles. Yeah. And I have a lot of sympathy for people coming into the industry that are new and you have to learn like the front end ecosystem is incredibly complicated as it is. And, and testing is like a specialty topic within that. And it also touches non-web front-end things. So when I go to a QA conference and I meet people and they tell me the types of things they're testing, like, oh, so you have to take a physical device and plug it into a harness and do all these things so that you can test the embedded system that you're making for like the car. So it has fake data that would be representing the dashboard information and you're testing it in. And that kind of blows my mind because my world in web testing is just like very connected to websites and how they work. Um, and so if you're brand new to the industry or you're trying to learn about it, you can come into testing through all these different entry points and just be having a really hard time as honestly, as I did like five, six years ago, having a really hard time putting it all together in a way where you would feel comfortable choosing one type of testing over another for your own development work, even if no one else at your company does it, or you're just getting it started. Awesome. Uh, question for either speaker. Is this your first time at Magnolia or have you been in the past? Yes, this will be my first time at Magnolia and my first time in Mississippi, actually. So I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be my first time in person. Um, I did attend online during like the pandemic shutdowns. There was an online Magnolia. And I thought it was great because um, they shipped out merch and it was just really nice to get a box of stuff and be watching the conference and in the chat and like feeling like you were all... You know, I had a shirt from the event and I didn't have any other shirts from conferences that year because we didn't do any. So I thought that was like a really nice um, just thing about the conference. And also the host was great. Kenneth LaFrance, the um, absolute legend of a host, just roasting speakers left and right. It's going to be really fun. Is he back again? Kayla, I guess that's a question for you. <laughs> of course, we could not have the conference without Kenneth. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very entertaining, very funny host. Um, so it really felt like a community experience, even being far away at that point, um, which means when it was coming back, I was very excited to submit talks to this and really looking forward to it. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Scott, do you have any questions? Yo. Yeah, no, I just think this is a wonderful uh, opportunity for people who are developers. I mean, seriously, if you... Are looking to i mean you just hear the the genuineness of the conference from people who even were just witnessing it and being online and part of it right like i mean you know from mark right like <laughs> it's it's not very often that you feel like especially coming from an online perspective um that you feel a part of something right it's not an easy thing to pull off and yeah okay maybe it's just a little bit of merch but it definitely made you feel like that you're that much more a part of it. And I think that's very cool touch that they had. I didn't even realize that was the case. So I think that was smart. And um, I don't know if that was the intention of it, but either way, it's still, uh, that's what it did. So it's really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, and just, 
super excited. I, I hope we can make it down there. Um, <laughs> I would love to check out Jackson and, and hang out, uh, you know, when, when the time comes here in October, but um, yeah. Are there other things, this is a question for the uh, Kayla, for like outside of the conference itself, like activities or things for people to do? Uh, I'm working on getting a list of things to do around Jackson together and like recommendations for food spots and stuff like that. Um, we're also kind of working on some like after events, like this is very loose and might not happen, but we're considering having like a little day zero, I guess, mixer before the event. Um, we're probably going to have something, uh, well, we're definitely thanks to, uh, Off zero sponsoring. We're definitely going to have like a day one kind of, uh, mixer last year. We just kind of hung out at the art museum. So we'll probably do that again, but, uh, we'll try to have some more like Halloweeny activities. Um, and then, yeah, we have an after party that'll be at the bean path again. Uh, and we'll, Try, try to spruce that up, make it more Halloween-y too. Uh, Monica, who helps out with the conference, she mentioned having some kind of like haunted house or something there. I don't know if we'll be able to do that, but you know, we'll see. It's going to be a good time. I will say with the Halloween aspect, um, there's several people coming from Atlanta um, that I know. And I think some people in Atlanta also coming that I don't know. Um, but among the people I do know, costumes have been discussed pretty heavily already. Um, so yeah, this is a, a really interesting theme <laughs> for a conference. Um, and I know some people are coming up with, uh, costume situations for this. Um, it might be a very costume heavy event. So it should go as TypeScript and just be a type error. <laughs> <laughs> you can't actually get into the conference that way, but yeah. Awesome. And we are halfway through. Thank you all so much for joining us. I uh, greatly appreciate it. This has been uh, some really great conversation and um, really excited for the speakers and their uh, talks coming up. Uh, they got a lot of value uh, things that they, they want to discuss and um, just really excited for everybody in that um, that is able to attend and watch. So um, with that being said, whether you're a beginner, whether you're an advanced user, it doesn't matter. We want to hear from everybody. Um, so feel free to request to come up and uh, raise your hand there, and we'll bring you up, and you can ask questions, comments, facts, opinions. It doesn't matter. We're going to hear from you. All right? So do that. Great. Uh, if you're listening to the recording, thank you so much for hanging out with us so far. Uh, we've got uh, plenty more here to talk about, and really excited to, to continue that conversation. So. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Don't forget one other thing, actually. Um, if you haven't gotten your tickets to Magnolia JS, <laughs> you should probably go to magnoliajs.com and click on tickets on the top right and get your tickets uh, now. Uh, because I don't know, are they going up in price or do you kind of stay consistent with that? Uh, how does it work? Uh, so they will go up in price probably like two weeks out uh, just because we have to have numbers to caterers and we have to have numbers for t-shirts and all that stuff um, right. before the event. So yeah, tickets will go up about two weeks out. Um, right now they are $200 and they will go up to $300, which is still probably the cheapest conference you've ever gone to. Uh, <laughs> even yeah, if it is $300. That's crazy affordable. It's, it's very reasonable. Yeah. Very reasonable. Yeah. 
Well, that's, I mean, that's why we're trying to push, you know, getting sponsors hard is because I want the out-of-pocket cost to be as little as possible for attendees. Um, yeah, and I, I, we had to go up on price this year and I hated it. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping at some point we can even get the price down for the two-day event. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, that's really our goal is to make it as accessible to people as possible. And so we're, we are streaming the event too, and that's, that's free. We're not going to make you pay to watch the stream. Um, but yeah, if you want to come in person, we want to make it affordable. And of course we're going to feed you and you're going to eat good. Yeah. That Southern hospitality there. Yeah. Hey, uh, some good, good food. Awesome. Um, so yeah, that's, that's so cool. Um, that you guys are, are willing to have your price so low. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, like you said earlier, you're not like trying to make this a big thing. You're not trying to make a ton of money off of this essentially, right? You're just, you're trying to create community around this and really help people to understand that, look, we do have tech here in Jackson and not just that we love the whole developer community as a whole. And we want to just do something great for them. Right. Which is really cool. So. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Richard and I are the biggest sponsors for Magnolia uh, monetarily and time-wise. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're put our money where our mouths are, right? Like we really believe in the community here and, Last year, we paid out of pocket for the conference. We likely will this year, too, just because you know, sponsorships aren't where we'd like for them to be. Um, but, you know, this we do it for the community. Awesome. So even if you can't make it, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you're listening to the recording, honestly, even if you can't make it, maybe buy a ticket and give it to somebody else. Because maybe if, if you have the means necessary to do so, because help them out. You know, they're funding this out of their pockets, which is freaking phenomenal that they want to do that. Um, and obviously it takes a lot. I don't know if you've ever created and done a um, event before, but it takes a ton of time, not just money, but time and effort and thought to put into these things. I mean, there's just so much that goes into it. And to be able to be willing to A, do that period. <laughs> and then also back it with your own funding because uh, you're not trying to make a buck, right? Like, that's phenomenal. I mean, that, that just goes to show how much the, they care about the developer community and how much they care about just trying to have a good time with, with everybody. So if you can help, do it. Just get a ticket. Maybe give it away, you know, just a couple hundred bucks, right? I think that's awesome. Every, every little bit is going to help, that's for sure. Awesome. Anybody have any fun stuff to talk about front end wise that's like on on the on the move, things that are on the up and up, having to do with maybe I don't know, AI seems to be such a hot topic right now. Um, chat GBT, you know, LLMs. Um, Ooh, like I that. saw there's gonna be chat GBT bot, which is going to scrape the internet and give up to date information. I'm super excited for that. Because if you use chat GBT a lot, you'll notice that it frequently tells you I don't know anything after September 2021 because the universe ended at that date and time and we all died. But this is like going to be very <laughs> useful now because it's going to actually you can ask me questions about what happened yesterday. And then obviously it introduces a lot of questions around IP, copyright, but they did something that I talked about this in a previous episode. You can put something in your robots.txt to tell it not to scrape you. Yeah, I read about that too. Yeah. It's like block. It's just like blocking. 
it's just like you would block a crawler from like Google, right? It's like the same process, basically. Yeah, exactly. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's called GBT Bot um, Web Crawler and can be identified by user agent and string. I'll pin this to the Jumbotron. Yep. I can't remember who it was, but there's somebody wrote an article kind of and, and talked about that too. And this was like just a week or two ago. And they also stated how like they were kind of against ChatGPT because <laughs> they're out there monetarily making money off of it. Um, whereas they were more for something like um, something like Claude or whatever, you know, just. I mean, um, Claude's not Claude's the same. They, they, they want well, Wama. Yeah, they couldn't but, realize like, they haven't looked into it enough to even know what they want. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There were several different things that, that they had mentioned, but. Yeah, anyway, it, was, it, it was, was probably good. I was on that call to disagree with it very strongly. But me and Dan have had a couple arguments around AI already. Yeah. Danielle, do you have something to add? Oh, no, actually, I didn't. I pressed the button by the <laughs> okay, okay. I, um... <laughs> okay. But yeah, if anyone on the panel has any thoughts around, you know, AI stuff, this is like, anytime we don't know what you're talking about, like, so what's everyone's thoughts about AI? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the go-to <laughs> nowadays, for sure. I love AI though. I mean, seriously, I'm just, it, it gets me excited. It's it, like, uh, yeah, there's some cool things going on for sure. I'd love to do some cool things with it too. It's like, it's made my life a lot easier. ChatGPT has, because I am horrible at like writing emails and stuff. So like mm. just throwing some information into ChatGPT, say, like kind of bulleting out like what I want the email to say, and then it'll kind of fill in the details and, Totally. All I have to do is like kind of go through and clean it up, make it more in my voice, I guess. Um, yep. Yeah, love it. That's awesome. Do you use it for other things aside from writing emails, or is that like the thing you've gotten the most value out of so far? Uh, writing emails is probably the b most valuable thing for me. The other thing I've been doing is like I don't know if you've seen the speaker announcements and like that little like thing at the top of it that's just some kind of exclamation. I'll just tell ChatGPT, give me like 50 of those. And so I'll just like sift through and find the ones that are like either funny or um, or actually good. Some of the ones that it comes up with are <laughs> awful. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's cool. I, I, I actually, <laughs> so I don't know if you saw on JavaScript Jam, I just I did a post earlier today from our, our account and, I, and it was a joke. Um, <laughs> it was why do um why do javascript uh developers wear uh glasses and the the answer was because they don't see sharp <laughs> guess what <laughs> my friend uh homie gp <laughs> came, up, came up with that one <laughs> it did yeah. come about that's a really old joke <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I'm just saying. Cause like, actually, because ChatGPT uh, can write new jokes, but sometimes they'll give you jokes that have already been written. Well, maybe that's what I should do: is get better at uh, prompting and telling it what the heck to do. <laughs> I see Nate is in the audience, and Loki, what's up, y'all? Some regulars to the show. Welcome. Thanks Did you have anything you, you wanted to say, Mark? I think I saw you unmute at one point. Oh, did he? My apologies. Oh, that's all right. I was just going to comment on uh, wondering how Kayla had the time to come up with all those little exclamations. I think the one I saw for my talk was Ghostly Galleons, which was a sort of a Scooby-Doo vibe to it, I think. Um, 
and uh, I, I thought it was it was fun that she had time to come up with those. But I also did want to mention for people who are listening to this and don't follow Kayla, you can get a real like slice of the day in the life as a conference organizer with these um, little little oh, yeah. videos she's putting together that I think are um, good call. Out. I, I've seen one or two of those cross my timeline, and I think they're they're pretty great and. Kayla, I don't know if that's extra work <laughs> to make those as well, but it is. That was my first time realizing, oh, you're full time on this right now, like putting this together. It, yeah, it, it is extra work. It's not as much work as I thought it would be. Thankfully, uh, Taylor Desson came, like, posted all the stuff he uses for that, and that really helped. Um, but yeah, I'm actually filming one today, so this will be in the next one that I'll probably post tomorrow. Hey, if you're listening to this on Kayla's end, yeah, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> if we're being recorded right now. <laughs> yeah, I usually don't record audio because I'll just do a voiceover. Right, right. That's <laughs> but, true. That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and Nate just actually released his first YouTube video, uh, which was a banger. That was pretty good. Like the editing was phenomenal. I thought it was great. Oh yeah, so check I'll it see out. If I can post that. Yeah, it was good. Like for real, <laughs> it was super good. I need to check that one out. Yeah, very authentic. Same. You'll like I it. I really need to watch it. Yeah, Nate's a good guy. Yeah. We were hanging out a lot in uh, Atlanta for Render ATL. Yeah, I saw him a couple times. <laughs> I th and he jumped on the space with us too, which was great. Nate, are you going to be able to go to Magnolia? Are you planning or do you want to? We can bring you up if you want. I know it's always hard when you have like a budget you're trying to stick to when you're like starting a business to be able to do certain things, you know, that you really want to do and you probably could use, do, put it in the budget, but then it's like, uh, but what about X, Y, and Z? <laughs> Go ahead, Nate. What's up, man? Hey, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for the really kind words. I continue to be blown away by how nice everyone's been about that first video. But yeah, no, Scott, um, Magnolia JS here is so good hanging out with you guys at Render, and uh, I'm I would need to look at the schedule. So I've I've been looking. I have a couple events that I'm definitely going to. I'm going to TwitchCon, um, and there's a React one that's escaping me right now around the same time in the fall. But yeah, just like you said, I kind of, wife and I have been talking about the travel budget and like, especially early on, it's tough to justify like the plane, the flight plus the hotel plus everything and just getting away from, you know, we've got a nine month old and a three year old at home. So getting away, my wife carries quite a lot of a household when I'm gone too. So it's tougher totally for longer things, but um, 2024 20, next year is when I'm really starting to like send out CFPs in particular. Um, so I'm sending one for that conference right now, really hoping to go to that conference cause they're like family friendly. So that's one I'm hoping to maybe go out to with the whole fam. Um, and just being able to speak as well would be awesome. So that's, that's one of the ones I'm really looking forward to. And the speaker, you know, they, they comp a lot of things that really help the speakers out on that one. So in particular, that really helps make things more palatable to the budget, you know, and they're helping out with a couple nights at the hotel and they comp the tickets, all that stuff. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man, those are some great conferences that you, you suggested for sure. Um, 
really want to look at Magnolia though, because I've got family in Tennessee. So I'm like, maybe we could wrap this into oh, a bit yeah. of a family trip too. Totally. Yeah, not too far. It'd only be like a couple hours, right? <laughs> so that'd be really cool. Yeah, and it's always a write off, right? So <laughs> go see family, write it off. <laughs> I'm not a tax advisor. This is not tax advice. Go see, yeah, from your tax professional. Blah. <laughs> I'm on. I, I'm on uh, Nate's uh, video. I just I scroll his timeline to find it, and uh, really good intro. Funny title: Lead software architect quits job to make videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a doozy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for all the clickbait. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? kids but yeah no i'm practicing all the engagement stuff just youtube is a format i think is interesting like i've watched some info on you know how to keep it engaging have a good hook and keep it short so practicing absolutely it's all about that hook what the hook gonna be Uh oh (laughs) nate i did see your um yeah your 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 just your kind of preview image for that video um first one out of the gate it seems like you have the 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 pattern down. <laughs> We've got the uh, touch. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I panicked on your behalf that you had quit your job when I saw that. And I was like, <laughs> what, what is going to become of this man? I must watch this video immediately and find out what is next for his life. So it worked on me. Nice. Oh, thank you so much for that. And my wife did the thumbnail. She knocked it out of the park. I mean, we worked together on the concept. I feel like I've been absorbing thumbnail knowledge from theo for eight months because he always has these long diatribes about thumbnail that's strategy true. and stuff him and rocks rocks codes is the other one who like he runs a thumbnail a b testing service so very much cares about the thumbnail meta um but yeah i was i we went through a couple rounds the wife was designing it out and i was kind of explaining to her like no we just we really just want my face and it's just super zoomed in and just like two words of text and a really bright background she's like really and like you know, because as a graphic designer, she had a little more nuance to it and like some different background stuff. And I was just like, honestly, babe, it's just too much. We just need my face, blow it up 10 times bigger and like two words. <laughs> I was like showing her Theo's thumbnails, for examples. And like, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, OK, I see it. Nate, that seems like a really good strategy uh, being with someone like marrying someone else who's also uh, technically related because you can vibe out and just like in case like you need they you know, you basically like tech is a good way to pretty much always have a job unless you're like me right now. But uh, no, unless you're you know, unless there's weird kind of circumstances, but it seems like a really good strategy to also be with somebody who's also uh, in tech. It just seems like a good vibe. But yeah, I didn't know she was a graphic designer. That's that's fabulous. That's great. Yeah, and it's been a really cool, like, from when we first got married, we kind of always said, oh, it'd be so cool to work together, you know. So you're going to make her quit her job? (laughs) Well, no, she's been, uh, she's been focused on mom life quite a bit, and I was doing the corporate grind for a bit there. You could quit that job. Just pay someone to take care of your kids. (laughs) Right, dude. Oh, man. If you want to get me started on childcare costs, it's insane. Like I never, well, I did realize earlier because we've got older brothers and sisters on both sides of the family. But like when I first heard about my sister-in-law um, quitting her job to take care of their kids and then like coming out net positive on that because she wasn't earning enough to cover the childcare in California, just kind of crazy. But yeah, no, it's it's been fun. This is a season where we're able to work together and spend more time as a family. So that's kind of the 
real awesome thing about this season from our perspective is it all kind of worked out. The stars aligned. I mean, we've been saving for a long time, you know, so there's some background and some, you know, pre-planning, but honestly, it's just fun to work together and uh, creative stuff too. I really love getting to more of the creative side and us bouncing back and forth ideas on videos has been really fun. Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate you sharing. Uh, so yeah, just check out Nate's profile there and you can find the video in there. I'm sure he's got a post or two in there, tweet or two, whatever you want. I to can pin that to the Jumbotron if that's okay with you Oh, y'all. sure. Throw it in there. Why not? Absolutely. Do it to it. Yeah, but I wanted to say uh, also, you know, Kayla was talking earlier about her shorts that she was doing for like a day in the life kind of thing, kind of taking after um, T. Dessen, if, if you have it. Um, I mean, she... She even uh, tagged him saying like she was going T. Destin style or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it said. Um, and he was, he was pretty excited about that. So, uh, by the way, uh, Taylor will be joining us on JavaScript Jam Live one of these Wednesdays. I think it's October 4th is the one he's going to be joining us on. Um. I could be wrong, but I think that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Him and uh, Blake Watson, who's also a speaker at Magnolia. Um, super excited for that. Um, Taylor's going to be talking about, uh, obviously, recruiting uh, his manifesto and hiring, things like that, which is awesome. Um, and then um, we have uh, Blake, who is more front end stuff, which is fun. He's a front end engineer, MRI technologies, slash, I guess you could say NASA, um, which is very cool. Um, and he's going to be talking about uh, home cooked apps. So that'll be fun. Yes, indeed. So stay tuned, by the way, for all that, because we're going to have uh, that on the 4th and then also on the 11th, right? Yep. On the 11th, we're going to have another awesome kickoff from Magnolia. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to be spreading the love, spreading the word, and not just that, getting to hear from some of these awesome speakers. They're going to be speaking at Magnolia, and as you heard today, they're just kind of giving, like, uh, some cool little insights and um, sneak peeks into what they're going to be chatting on and talking on Um and so, yeah, it'll give you a, a better idea as to what it's going to be like at the conference. Um, and, you know, you're going to want to go and participate in that and, and meet. If you haven't already met the speakers in person, this is definitely an opportunity to do that. Um, and that's just that. Make new friends uh, and just reacquaint with older friends and all that that goes on at these awesome conferences and events. Um, you know, we all know that, yes, the speakers – totally like make the event and they, they, uh, you know, help to bring in, uh, everybody and just really help to make it a great time. And, uh, I know every event organizer I've ever spoken with, they're just so grateful for all the amazing speakers that they do get to, um, have participating at their event and doing that with them. Um, and it's usually very, you know, mutually beneficial for everybody, just a good, good old time. Um, and I think this, you know, Magnolia's, it definitely shines um, when it comes to just being very mutual and a great time for everybody, um, in, including attendees, of course. So, um, 
yeah, I'm just very excited uh, for the upcoming weeks of this. Like I said, if you haven't gotten your ticket to Magnolia yet, get it now. It's only $200, which is insane for a freaking ticket to any event of this size in nature. If <laughs> you know, you know, right? Um, and uh, because the tickets will go up in price. As you heard Kayla say, uh, they will be going up to $300 um, per ticket. So get them while you can at the low, low cost of only 200 bucks. And might I suggest, like I said, you heard Kayla earlier that, um, you know, they've been putting their, you know, pocket, out of pocket. They've been paying out of pocket for a lot of these things at the event, um, just because, you know, sponsors are very shy right now with the market, um, which I think is just such a very cool thing that they're doing. And they're not doing it because like they feel like they have to, or it's necessity almost. I mean, I think they're doing it more out of love and the care uh, for the developer community. Um, at least that's my understanding. And, um, you know, if you, if you can't make it to the event and you do have the means to help, I mean, buy a ticket for 200 bucks, give it to, away to somebody so that they can go make it. I mean, heck you could like still benefit from that because a, you're making a, an event that's amazing. Continue on B you're giving to someone else, which is always a great thing to do. Um, and then lastly, uh, you know, you could, you could roll it into whatever you want. You could do a giveaway of this ticket, right. And then, uh, do some really cool, uh, things for your own brand, right. Or your own, uh, if it, whether that's individually or, or, or as a, as a entity. So, um, I think there's some really cool ways to spin that off in a different direction. So, and, um, yeah, that would just help to soak up some of those costs for, for them, um, in this process. But yeah, I think that kind of sums it up. Does anybody else have any, any last things they want to say about front end development or Magnolia or any of that? I know we had some people just join us here recently, uh, or just in the last few minutes. Um, but yeah, and it is about probably, I think it's probably about that time that, cause I think react rally uh, rally is going on right now. And well, at least the workshop, I think, but those, the workshop probably is coming to a close. So I think Dev's out there. Dev, are you out there right now? Are you, are you uh, hanging out? Most likely. Are you planning to attend Magnolia? I'm sure the clerk crew will be hitting up Magnolia. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. And if they're not, I just made it to where they have to now. So, <laughs> oh, he's sad face, sad face. He can't. He's okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, you never know. Um, uh, I will say that uh, for people listening into this right now, there is a ten percent off code. So not ooh. only is the ticket cheap already, but I'm gonna give you some more money off of it. Hey. Uh, so yeah, if you go. Go to the ticketing thing, go to magnoliajs.com slash, I think it's tickets. Um, and the discount code is JSJAM-10, and you'll get 10% off. There you go. Kayla's hooking it up, y'all. I got you. Hooking up our listeners here, hooking up our crowd, the community of JavaScript GM. If you want to save 10%, right meow, go to magnoliajs.com click on tickets on the upper right hand corner and then click on get tickets i guess it's 
what is it? Yeah. And then uh, enter promo code JSJAM-10. Is that right? Is that correct? Yep, that's it. JSJAM-10. Save another 10% off of an already super low, low price of 200 bucks. And I know I sound like I've been like pushing this to get tickets, but it's, it's crazy to not get tickets to this uh, amazing event, especially for how cheap a price that is. I mean, uh, for an in-person event with some great food and swag and everything. I mean, it's, it's going to be so cool. So. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kayla, for joining us. Thank you, Mark and Danielle. Mark, Danielle, do you guys have any uh, other things you'd like to say about either your your talk or the conference? I'm just super looking forward to it. Um, one of my favorite things is the amount of accessibility talks and speakers. I see Todd Libby in the chat here. You know, Rando Johnson's going to be speaking as well. Um, Homer yeah. Gaines, Carl Groves, Krista Mars. A lot of like experts in accessibility, which is one of my favorite fields. And I'm really glad to spend time with all the speakers, but especially to hear a bunch of talks on that topic is going to be uh, really nice. So thanks, Kayla and the organizers. I cannot wait for the conference. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, same here. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think when I was looking into conferences just to attend um, before I even decided to apply to speak at Magnolia, I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about how much they enjoyed it. So I'm really looking forward to being able to actually experience that myself. Awesome. So exciting. I love in-person events. I can't wait. Um, hopefully we can make it and show up and have some have to have a blast with you guys. So all right, y'all. Anthony, do you have anything else you want to say? Nope. I think I'm all good. I'm looking forward to the talks and I think Magnolia seems like a super awesome conference. So happy to help promote it. Totally. Very good. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Next week, we'll be here again, Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as always. Um, and next week, we are going to be doing – I thought there was something, but I guess not. We're going to be having a party. Um, <laughs> it's going to be fun, um, as always. Just look out for the newsletter from Anthony, and you'll know more about what we're going to be doing. Uh, by the way, if you – Real quick, I always do this, and I don't know why I almost forgot to do it, but uh, literally, uh, always do this. <laughs> Be sure that if you got value from anybody here up on stage uh, that was chit-chatting, um, go ahead and click on their image there and uh, follow them. Because if you got value from them here, or even even if you felt like it was just, you know, there was entertaining or funny or whatever, um, you're probably going to get value from them uh, in other places as well, right? Not just here. So give them a follow. And, uh, you know, we, we wouldn't mind a follow too if you want to. But <laughs> All right, y'all. We love you. We appreciate y'all. Thank you so, so much. Kayla, thank you for the opportunity to do this with you guys and hang out. We'll see y'all in the next one.
Thank y'all. Appreciate it. See you in the next one. Peace.